This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos, a good night, Yomtif. The Chassam Sefer has a very famous tshuva where he writes to someone, a tshuva that really has no practical halachic ramifications, but very important advice for life. Chassam Sefer writes, one of the most difficult psukim in the Torah for a Jew to fulfill is the pasuk of Yisim Nikim Hashem To always come out good in the eyes of people, to never make people think you did something wrong. It's very hard. And he writes in this letter that you should try your hardest, and it's perhaps the hardest mitzvah to do, to be able to make sure you come out in a positive light. I wanted just to share with everyone, you know, there have been rumors thrown around over the last couple of days, I want to be open and honest with our special Kehillah that um, not until I publicly made it known to our president and to those in our shul was there any decision of me going to another community. What was heard from other places was absolutely not true. I would never, chas v'shalom, do that to our very chas Kehillah. There was some back and forth and there was some negotiating. I heard things came out from the other side, but I'm not, I'm telling you it, in honesty, to be Mekai in the midst of Yisim Nekim, Hashem Yisrael, out of my deep respect for our very special Kehillah, I just want everyone to know that it wasn't until I knew for sure that I agreed to the various details of the contract, and then I let it be known to our president and ultimately to our very special shul. So to be clear and honest, whatever people might have heard from other people, it's 100% not true. It was not that I would have, Chas V'Shalom would have never thought to agree to something without letting our special shul, our members, our choshev akhilah, know before I made such a decision. I would never do that. I have too much akar, to our wonderful shul, to all its members and to our listeners. When I realized, when I finalized on this past Monday with the signing of the contract, then I was no, I notified the president and then word got out. So please, please view this as a personal, um, I'm not asking mechila because Again, I'm being very honest with everyone. This is, I did not keep it a secret from our shul. I wouldn't do that. I can't take responsibility for what other people say, but I'm letting you know it's not true. It was not true. It was not agreed upon three weeks ago, two weeks ago. That is all Shekhar Vachazov. The day that I knew about it, I made it public to our president and to the rest of the shul. So just to be Mekayim, V'yisim Nikim, Hashem and Yisrael, I want everyone to understand where I'm coming from. And yes, it's, it's not a rumor. It's true, Mitzvah Hashem. Me and my family will be hopefully moving to the five towns to take a position there in the five towns. But Baruch Hashem still have a lot of time here together. Baruch Hashem, we have a shavuz together and many more shabbosim together. Much, much more to get to together. Let's focus on our time together. Let's focus on the Torah together. Let's focus on growing together. One of the uniquenesses about the Yom Tov of Shavuos is that when the Torah describes Kabbalah Satorah, when the Torah gives us the information of what happened on that very famous day, the day that happened only once in history, when Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the Torah on behalf of all of Klai Yisrael, for all generations. Pasi tells us in Parshish Yisrael, Hashem says, Do you know who the first people to get exposed to the Torah, the first one to get the inside scoop, the first ones to have, to be known about, to know about the Torah with the Benoist Yisrael, the women. They were the first ones to have a sneak peek, as you would say, into the Torah, as it says in the Chumash. Then Vesagid Lebanei Yisrael, only after the women saw and heard about the Torah, ultimately was it then given over to Vesagid Lebanei Yisrael. And all the commentaries point this out, that seems to be somewhat strange. 
<coughs> we know, we discussed this at length in Halacha, that women are not even obligated to learn Torah. They don't have a positive mitzvah to learn Torah like men have. So why when the Torah was given, did Hashem feel it necessary? Did Hashem feel it worthy to first go to the, the B'nai, first go to the B'nai Yisrael and only then the Saga B'nai Yisrael? So the general answer that is given by many, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein points this out as well, is that this event in Kalah Yisrael's history was a one-time event. It had, to, it had to give off, it had to last forever. This one-time in history event had to be able to be relived throughout the generations of Kalah throughout the most difficult times, throughout no matter what is going on in the world. And the lesson that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us on that day was the way Messiah that Torah is going to work, the way Torah is going to be given from one generation to the next is not going to start with the fathers. It's not going to start with the, with the, with the Rabbeim. It's going to start with the mothers. It's going to start with the Jewish women. Those women have such an integral role in building their Jewish homes. They have such a special zuchus to be able to build, to be able to create a new generation of B'nai Torah, a generation of both B'nai and B'nai Torah, boys and girls that are living in Orthodox from life. They are the first ones, the women, the mothers, the sisters, the grandmothers, the aunts. They are the women that are going to help create a new generation of Frum Yidin. Therefore, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, that's why they were told first, because they are the beginning of the chain. They are the starters. They're the ones who begin this process. And ultimately, it moves on from there. It goes to the father, and then it goes to Yeshiva, and it goes to the Rebbein. But let's focus on the beginning, says Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. The beginning of this very long process of Torah being passed for thousands of years through the most difficult of times, through all the various tsaras Klai will experience, that began with the Jewish mother. That began with the Jewish woman putting in time and effort into the growth of their child. And Ramesh Feinstein adds another very important element, similar to what we spoke about last week. He writes, because what the women bring to the table is an element of Ahava. They come with the element of love. Sometimes the husbands, the men are a little tougher. They're more Yira. Do what you gotta do, because you gotta do it. End of story. Be here because you have to be here. Go to shul because you have to. Learn because you have to. Ramesh says it doesn't always work for everyone. Not every child is able to relate to the Yira part of life. And therefore, says Ramesh Feinstein, the women bring the Hava, that love, that soft, sweet touch of the beauty of Torah without necessarily the Yira, the toughness, or perhaps the more scary version that the men sometimes give off is the sweetness, the Hava, the love that comes from a Jewish mother, from a Jewish woman. Therefore, they are forever. The beginning of the Shalshalas HaTorah is the Noshim. That's the famous Gemara we have in Brachas. The Gemara asks a very strange question. The Gemara says, what merit do women have in the next world? And all the Mepharshim ask, what do you mean what merit? They do so many mitzvahs and they don't do so many violations. They don't do loisases. That's their ticket to Elam Haba. And the Mepharshim explained, every Jew needs to have a connection to Torah. You have to have a connection to Torah to get into the next world. So the Gemara says, women don't learn Torah. How are they going to get in? The Gemara says, beautifully. They help their family learn Torah. And by doing so, they merit a ticket into the next world. And we pointed out many times, women that are most nefesh with Torah get more reward than the men. Because if a woman pushes her husband, her son, or her family member to go learn, she gets credit whether he learns or not. If he decides to take a break for five minutes, if he decides to go on a phone call for five minutes, he doesn't get tzachar, but she still gets tzachar. Because she pushed them out of the house. She nudged them to go. She took care of the household responsibility so he can go learn. She gets all the credit, even if perhaps he decides to take a break, to schmooze, to take a nap, or to check his phone. It's an unbelievable zchus that the women have to be able to mold the future generations of Klai Yisrael. 
And this is the time of year where we recognize it, perhaps even say thank you to the Noshim Tzitkanis of our generation that are able to impact the future of Klai so starting from such a young age, starting from the age before the kids even ready to go to Yeshiva, before the kid is even able to think about a Rebbe and learning, is those early years of education, the early years of Chizuk that the child sees in the home. And this is beyond a mother-son relationship. This is the general feeling of Noshim. Noshim Tzitkanis are very special women, have this ability to be able to give over Torah in such a loving way whether it be their child, someone else's child, a mower in school, a teacher, a neighbor, someone in your shul, anyone can give over that beautiful sweetness of Torah, that Ahava, that love that Ramay Feinstein pointed out. And that can only come from the Kayach of our special Nashim. I'll share with you an amazing story I came across. There was a boy who made a had a siyum scheduled the next day in his class. I, my son in Yeshiva Baruch Hashem, they make a lot of siyum and they learn a lot of masechtas, they finish a lot of parshas. It happens frequent. So this boy asked his mother, Mom, can you make me a cake? For a siyum tomorrow, I want a cake. So the mother said, you know what, I have to make a cake anyways for a, a event at work, an office party, so I'll make a cake for you also. What's another 9 by 13 pan? I'll make a second cake. So the boy wakes up in the morning and there are two cakes sitting on the counter. His mother was unavailable to, ask, to be asked which cake was his. And there were two cakes. One cake was very fancy, which the mother baked for her office. One was a very simple cake that she baked for the kids. She figured, I don't have to outdo myself for the kids. You know, I don't have to show off to the kids in school. I'll make a simple cake. So when the boy comes the next morning, he doesn't know which cake to take. He takes the fancier cake. It was a two-tier cake. A cake that this woman must have put a lot of time and effort in <coughs> to make it look beautiful, fancy. The boy figured the cake must be for him, so he took the cake with him and he brought it to yeshiva. The woman wakes up in the morning and she finally starts getting ready and she notices that her son took the wrong cake. He took the fancy cake, he was supposed to take the simple cake. And she goes to the phone and she's about to call the yeshiva and tell the yeshiva, tell my son it's the wrong cake, I'll bring him the right cake. And she said, you know what, forget it. He already took it, it's already in yeshiva, let him have this fancy two-tier cake for his seal. Years later, this boy was having a terrible time in yeshiva, he was having a real yuridi, he was hitting a very, very bad patch. He wasn't being matzlich in his learning, and a group of his friends decided they want to go on a trip, and they were going to fly somewhere, middle of the Zman, middle of yeshiva, and they weren't going to Kivrit Tzadik, and they weren't flying to get chizak from Rabbanim. They were going to go to places yeshiva boys don't belong, and they're in the airport, getting ready to board their plane, excited about their trip. And in the airport, there was like a bakery, and the boy looks at the bakery, and he sees that cake. He sees a two-tier cake in the bakery, and he says to himself, two-tier cake. I remember when I was a little kid, my mother baked me a two-tier cake for my seum. How can I now go and leave yeshiva and go to places I don't belong? Remember, I remember what my mother did for me. I remember the two-tier cake she baked for me. He turned around, went back to yeshiva, and picked himself off and returned to his learning. And the boy at his chasana said, he owes it all to his mother. She turned his learning around and at his wedding when he was already a, a well-established bentaira, marrying a wonderful girl, he said it's because of that two-tier cake that his mother perhaps even accidentally baked for him that impacted him to go back to learning. We have to realize the impact we have on the children around us. Again, I'm predominantly talking to the women, but the men can listen also. We have such an ability to affect those around us by subtle things, by just teaching and showing what's important. What do we value? Yom Tov is a time when we retake into consideration what's important. Kabbalah Satayah, what does that mean? 
<clears throat> what is my life about? Of course, we, not all of us are lucky to learn a whole day. Many of us have to go to work and we have to support our families, but we need to give over to our children what really matters, what's really valuable, what really is important in our eyes. And that's something we should think about as we get ready for the Yom Tov of Shuas. Let's try to get some thought to those around us that we can impact. And we can impact all the people around us, not just children, all the people around us. Let's give off that impression, that feeling that we believe in, that Torah is the most important thing. This is our life. If we can't do it all day long, we understand, but it's still, it's what's important to us. We want our children seeing what we value is their siyumim, their learning. That's what matters to us. Everything else we need, but it's not as important as our Torah. With Hashem, we should take the message of Shulis, the power that we have to impact others. And we should talk to have an amazing Kabbalah Satayra together. A new Kabbalah Satayra each year that we have an opportunity to get the Torah again. And more than anything, give it over. Give it over to the next generation, to those around us, children, grandchildren, more diaries. Impact and show those around us. And Mr. Hashem, we should be zaycha to have a Kabbalah Satayra like we had at our Sinai. With unity, with achtos, with all of Klal Yisrael together. We know at, at Harsina everyone got healed. And Mr. Hashem, we should be Zaycha this year that this Shavu should bring Rafuah Shalema to so many people who need it. It should bring Klai Yisrael together like it did the first, the, the Kabbalah Satayra was, Ba'achtos. And Mr. Hashem, more than anything, we should be Zaycha to see Doire Doiris of pure Yiddish and Nachas. The most beautiful Nachas that can be in the world is Yiddish and Nachas. Nothing greater. It should all be Zaycha to get together and enjoy this beautiful Yom Tif together, Mr. Hashem. We should be zeichet to reach the madrig of Kabbalah Satayra, the unity of Klai Yisrael. We should be zeichet to do it all together with the arrival of Mashiach and Mehebi Amenu. Have a good Yom Tov.